Welcome back to Inside Games, the only gaming news show brave enough to suggest even PlayStation fans will want Microsoft's pending acquisition of Activision Blizzard to actually go through. What? This is two polar opposites meeting together, smashing together like Pepsi and Coke. Oh, whoa, hold on a minute. We flew a little too close to this. Let's bring it back to video games, specifically one game. The game, Call of Duty. That's right, it was the first video game ever made. <laughs> the acquisition drama continues, except this time Microsoft seems to have given up the one thing that they never would. The Call of Duty in full at launch on PlayStation Plus. Well, it seems Microsoft has officially entered the divorced dad zone of this saga and is willing to do anything to buy your love. To learn more, we got to bring in one staff member that has so much love, she's just giving it away for free. Yum, tell us about the new development. I'd love to. Funny thing though, this isn't technically a new offer, but we got important details and they show that Microsoft is bending over backwards to try and get this acquisition done. This new detail comes from Microsoft's response to UK regulator, the Competition and Markets Authority, which expressed some reservations about the deal. In their response, Microsoft told the CMA that they offered to let Sony put Call of Duty games on PlayStation Plus at the same time and for the same duration as on Game Pass service. Microsoft previously floated offering Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus, but it wasn't until just now that they tacked on the same time slash same duration bit, which makes all the difference in the world. We can assume that Sony turned down this offer because they've turned down every offer until now. But now Microsoft seems to have an advantage because now they can argue that there's no satisfying Sony. Yep, Sony has argued repeatedly to regulators that a merger between Microsoft and Activision Blizzard could result in Call of Duty becoming a Microsoft exclusive uh, which they argue would be devastating to PlayStation. But at the same time, Sony's repeatedly rejected overtures from Microsoft to make the franchise not exclusive. And Microsoft has made us aware of all of those times. <laughs> like that 10-year deal they keep bringing up to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Yeah, Microsoft's just been yelling the entire time, Please take Call of Duty, just take it! We don't want it! Even though they spent 70 billion on it or whatever. Uh, and Sony's just standing there with its arms folded. No! And it's been alleged that in a meeting last month, Sony Interactive CEO Jim Ryan just straight up said, I don't want a new Call of Duty deal. I want to block your merger. But Microsoft might be slowly boxing Sony in with 4D chess. Why is that, Yami? Because other platforms are more than fine signing similar agreements. Last month, Microsoft President Brad Smith announced that they'd sign a 10-year contract to bring COD to the Switch. Smith also announced that all Xbox PC games will come to the competing cloud service NVIDIA GeForce Now. As a result, NVIDIA, which previously raised issues with the Activision Blizzard merger, now supports it. Yeah, these deals are making Sony look a little petulant, at least in the public eye, because Clearly nothing will satisfy them aside from the merger going down. And if it doesn't, PlayStation can just hold Microsoft to any number of lucrative deals that Microsoft has announced very publicly. Oh, speaking of lucrative deals, we've got a great deal for you from our sponsor, Bespoke Post. Today's episode of Inside Games is sponsored by Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post is a monthly membership club delivering a box of awesome. These are top shelf goods from under the radar brands. It's free to join and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. 90% of the products come from small brands, many of which are based right here in the United States. Take the Forge box, for example. This Damascus steel knife is made by Buck and Bear Knives, located in Pennsylvania. Every month, Bespoke Post introduces their members to cool new products. We're talking outdoor gear, barware, 
home and kitchen goods, clothing, and more, even live oysters. Mm. And that's all based on a preference quiz you fill out when you sign up. Every box of awesome has around $70 worth of goods inside, but costs you only a fraction of that value. You'll get a box of awesome assigned to you, and before it's shipped, you'll get a preview of what comes inside it to decide if you'd like to keep it, to swap it for an entirely different box, or just skip the month entirely for no charge. You only pay for what you want. And I'll tell you what I want, coffee. The concentrate box comes with a really nice cold brew infuser. It's nice and big, so I can make a lot of concentrate. It'll last me a long time. I already whipped up a batch and mm, it hits nice and it's amazing to have that right in your refrigerator. It also came with a really handsome concrete cup and tray set to organize all of my most important personal effects and now I know exactly where my hacky sack is at all times. It also came with a little bottle of bitters to add a little zing to my coffee or other cocktails. I also got the Beam Box. This is a high-powered headlamp that'll be super useful for when I'm working on PCs. And we have a special offer for you. You can get 20% off your first box of awesome. Just click the link in our description and enter INSIDEGAMES20 in all caps, or just go to bespokepost.com INSIDEGAMES20. Once more, that's 20% off your first box of awesome. Use code INSIDEGAMES20 or go to bespokepost.com slash Inside Games 20. Thank you very much for the support, Bespoke Post. Unless we left the story, Microsoft is just tossing business contracts left and right to prove to anyone and everyone that they are not interested in setting up a gaming monopoly. Even though Sony isn't budging, these proactive concessions by Microsoft seem to be working on regulators. Uh, one of the big ones, the European Commission, is now likely to approve the deal after they were won over by Microsoft's willingness to offer licensing deals to rivals. The CMA appears to be budging a little bit too. They'll make their final decision on April 26th, and while they were skeptical of the merger in a preliminary report, these concessions could sway them too. But back to the offer to put Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus. So you gotta be wondering, what's in it for Microsoft? Why would they offer this? Yeah, it seems to undo the point of the whole deal in the first place. Pushing Game Pass seemed to be the whole point, not only of the acquisition, but also everything Xbox has done as a business unit for the past five years. And here they are offering the same exact benefits on a competitor's subscription service. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But we can theorize a few different reasons. For starters, Microsoft is trying to establish a permanent line of evergreen revenue through Game Pass. Uh, these sweetheart deals only kind of consider the next 10 years, while Microsoft probably wants Game Pass to exist for the next 50. 50, 100. We'll be dead long yeah. before Game Pass will be, right? <laughs> <laughs> From that perspective, these concessions that Microsoft are making now, they have a time limit, and it'll only set up Game Pass to cruise into greener and potentially more exclusive and revenue-generating pastures in the future. Not to mention, all the leverage that Microsoft will have 10 years down the road when Call of Duty has had another decade's worth of growth on the PlayStation platform. There's also the fact that even though Call of Duty is a big brand, it's only a part of this total acquisition. Uh, Activision Blizzard's King's mobile business is equally important in terms of revenue. Yami, we need some numbers. Go for it. You want numbers? You got them. The last mainline Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, smashed all kinds of records, earning $1 billion in its first 10 days. Wow. But... Call of Duty Mobile makes a ton of money too. A year ago, it passed 1.5 billion from microtransaction sales. And in 2021, Activision said the game had reached 500 million downloads. And Candy Crush, which is owned by Activision Blizzard King, might not get the attention that Call of Duty gets, but it's a money printing machine. It generated 1.2 billion in 2021 and has a fan base of more than 250 million users. That's crazy. I can't even, I can't conceive that. <laughs> yeah, those numbers are so big. I don't know if every single one of those users is part of the fan base, maybe more like hopelessly enthralled by, by colors that explode. <laughs> I have my Candy Crush phase anyway. 
No, they're all stands. Yeah, it gets all of us a little bit. But uh, just to put that in kind of context there, so we're comparing Modern Warfare 2 to Candy Crush in terms of revenue. Modern Warfare 2 is a game. It took multiple years and hundreds of developers across multiple studios to launch and finally start recovering the money that went into its development. Candy Crush is a service game and it earned all that revenue in a single year of operating and it probably didn't take hundreds and hundreds of developers to do that. So yeah, Microsoft uh, probably kind of has no problem spreading the Call of Duty love around if they can bring those mobile lines of revenue into their business without anybody batting an eye, which it seems kind of is what's happening. Yeah, it's interesting that all the all the dust has been kicked up over Call of Duty, but you know, it's it's one part, an equal part, but only one part of this whole thing. And also when it comes to mobile lines of revenue, really Call of Duty is kind of more of a service game these days, even though parts of it are still built and launched like traditional AAA games. I mean, hell, they're they're adding Shredder from the Ninja Turtles to Modern Warfare 2. That's awesome. Modern Warfare Shred anyway. That sounds closer to Fortnite really than something like the Last of Us or Starfield, you know, it's a big bulky game. You buy it once and then you play it as opposed to something that keeps asking you for money every time you log in. Games like this, ones that are extensively monetized and updated after launch, they thrive by being on multiple platforms because it's more opportunities to just land those delectable blubbery whales that spend far more than the upfront cost of a game over its lifetime. You can see the differing strategies at play by considering Starfield a game that will presumably not have battle passes, seasonal updates, and skins for 90s cartoon characters. Which, I would love courage to cowardly dog. I want Powerpuff Girls in Starfield. A game like that has more prestige as a monolithic release, especially since it won't generate ongoing revenue, apart from the multiple and inevitable release releases in the future. As such, Microsoft is making it a Game Pass platform exclusive to drive subscribers to their service. Yeah, and let's say Microsoft, 10 years down the road does decide to pull Call of Duty or probably more likely parts of it from PlayStation once it's been available day one on PlayStation Plus for an entire decade. That'll piss some people off for sure, but they'll definitely have a lot of banked up customer engagement to leverage. Looking forward, the deal seems more and more likely to happen as time goes on. Uh, the last holdout seems to be the Federal Trade Commission in the United States who sued to block this acquisition. Uh, that trial is scheduled to start in August. We think it's unlikely that the trial will ever go to court though. We're guessing the FTC sued to get some concessions out of Microsoft, which Microsoft is all too willing to give up. It's likely that the FTC will settle before the suit goes to the trial and pat themselves on the back for securing some business wins. Yeah, either way, seems like Microsoft has finally found a path to sweeten the deal for absolutely everyone involved, including PlayStation folks, maybe? But like Candy Crush, is the deal sweet enough? Yeah, I'm curious about this. Uh, PlayStation folks out there in the audience, is getting Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus enough to make you okay with this merger? Uh, and if not, what would it be? I've definitely read a lot of comments that are just flat against it, which I kind of think is awesome. <laughs> they just, bad, big companies bad, and I, I tend to agree with that. But unfortunately in this case, I can't see a legal reason why it shouldn't happen, which also sucks. But I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think uh, anything can make this deal good for PlayStation or PlayStation fans? I think that competition is really Im important and it's like the best thing for consumers. And when you're causing all these mergers, it's it's not good. Like I'm never for things like this happening. So no. no. Even even if you are only on uh, PlayStation Plus and you got Call of Duty for, on PlayStation Plus for free for 10 bucks a month? Well, I ain't getting Call of Duty. Let's get Ooh, it straight. Okay, all right, all right, I <laughs> but, but like, no, I'd still be like, oh, this kind of sucks in the long run, you know? It's kind of how I, I kind of don't like people being so for Steam and not 
loving that Epic Games also can be giving us free stuff and like Absolutely. trying to, you, should, you shouldn't have some loyalty like that. Here, here's another question I'll ask. Do we think Call of Duty will still be the juggernaut it is in 10 years? I've, I've thought a lot about that. Like, I'm surprised that Call of Duty's kind of brought it back. Modern Warfare 2, again, sold insanely well, but it looked like Call of Duty was on the decline for a while. So uh, I don't know that Call of Duty will be relevant in 10 years. And then it'll be kind of a, an interesting place that Microsoft might be in after they've done 10 years of PlayStation Plus where Call of Duty was the most popular it ever was. I'm not sure. That's what's so weird about a lot of these lawsuits is it seems to argue that the status quo now will be the status quo 10 years from now, which is probably why Microsoft doesn't care. And they're throwing around all these deals because they just they just want to be the core of the service as opposed to the end of it. I, I do think Call of Duty will stand 10 years. I, I actually do see it as, yeah, it's, it's stood the test of time so far and they keep innovating stuff, you know? Like, I may not be the biggest fan of it, but that Warzone shit's great, right? Like, Once something earns a billion dollars, it's a probably good guess that it'll never go away forever. Well, these patrons never met a COD skin they didn't buy. Ian McGee, Not Gak, Talia Monochrome, and Baron 5X. My uh, patrons are so famous, you can actually buy skins of them in Call of Duty right now. Yeah, Pit Strip, Aiden Foley, Scotty Ryan, and Nick Calderon. Well, you better bet I'm hitting those 360s with Nick Calderon.